we're covering Nashville SC, uh, we're covering Titans training camp, and when Vandy football comes around the corner, we'll be there covering that as well. So please be sure to follow the Sports Credential on our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can find us online at www.sportscredential.com where you can sign up for our free email listing where we will send you our uh, weekly email with all the news that's happened that week. Uh, any breaking news, feature stories, our monthly calendar, which we just sent out for August. You can find that on the Sports Credential website as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe and like and share and so everyone can know what's going on here in Nashville. So let's go into this week's episode. At first, I want to touch upon uh, IndyCar. Third Big Machine Music City Grand Prix just hit town. It was an awesome weekend. A little bit of rain got in the way, and some events had to get canceled. But the big races, the uh, night race, uh, the GT America, that didn't get canceled. That was awesome. And then, uh, obviously, the big NTT IndyCar race happened on Sunday morning. It was hot, but having it earlier in the day definitely seems like to be the right move because it was able to beat the heat of midday and also because it, the event ended a little bit earlier on that Sunday. So people weren't stuck downtown Nashville at 8 o'clock at night or anything like that. So it was a huge success. We saw, we saw Kyle Kirkwood pull out an awesome win after Scott McLaughlin won the poll for the second straight year at the Music City Grand Prix. Um, it was really a good race. There weren't many cautions. There weren't many accidents like we have seen the last two years. Um, yeah, the last 10 laps, it got really tight. There was a red flag. There's a couple accidents. Um, that, that really wasn't that big of an issue compared to last year's where there were like, you know, 20 yellows and the year before that was like double that. Uh, there were exhausting races. They, you know, stop and go, stop and go. Always someone bumping against the wall and having to call a caution and having to restart constantly. It wasn't like that this year. So it really seems that these guys are kind of finding their own, especially on this bridge. Sadly, starting next year, uh, there will be a brand new circuit due to the Titan Stadium construction starting at some point next year. As you guys probably saw, uh, hopefully on the sports credential website, but if not, you saw it everywhere else that the Music City Grand Prix is now going to become the final race in the NTT IndyCar season. So the last race of the entire season will be here in Nashville, where most likely the uh, series champion will be crowned. And then the next day they're going to be hosting the champion banquet where they'll be celebrating the winner of the 2024 NTT IndyCar series. So, that is huge news, and sadly, because they are building the new stadium, they're going to have to move move the circuit. So I, just as these guys got comfortable and familiar with the circuit, they're going to have to learn a brand new one next year, and uh, they'll still be going over the bridge, but instead of going around Nissan Stadium, they're going to be going around Broadway. They're going to be going down first, up Broadway, past like Acme Feed and Seed, past Luke Bryan's, um, past Hard Rock, and then they're taking a left down 3rd Avenue before making another left back onto Korean Veterans over the bridge. So lots of exciting news going on with IndyCar. The Big Machine Music City Grand Prix is really coming into its own as a established race. It was a fantastic weekend. You know, once again, while there's not much you can do about that, but next year's race being the last race of the season will be in late September. So Hopefully that means that the weather won't be as brutal as, you know, early August, which 
July and August in Nashville are just absolutely horrendous. So moving the race to late September, early October time, hopefully it'll be cooler and the weather will be a little more, you know, show show us a little more grace. But, you know, another great weekend of racing. Uh, it really shows how Nashville and Nashville sports fans, especially the racing fans here, are just embracing what's coming. It, it wasn't like a fad that, you know, oh, that first year was really fun. And the second year they tried it again, it just didn't work. Um, it seems that people are still coming. It seems that IndyCar still wants to be here in Nashville. It still seems that the city wants to be a part of this event because it's not just a race. It's a, it's really a, a weekend long festival with music and they have some awesome vendors out there. So it seems to be really coming into its own. And it was awesome just to have it. It was a, you know, like I said, a thousand times, it was a really fun race. Um, that people were actually able to enjoy and not sit there for five hours for stop and go green flag, yellow flag, stop and go green flag, yellow flag. So there's going to be a lot going into this next year's big machine music city Grand Prix. A lot of ifs and whens and where's, especially the where's. So stay tuned, be sure to follow the sports credential on social media and to be signed up on our free email listing because, uh, yeah, we love talking to the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix team, and we, we will keep you updated because there's going to be so much news coming down the pipe over the next probably 10 months, I would say. Definitely a little bit less than a year. Uh, and it's it's going to be wild. Um, so please be, tune, be sure to tune in for that. And now to get into the real chunk of the episode, I really want to talk about Nashville SC because this has been a wild wild ride as some of you know hopefully most of you know but if you don't nashville sc has punched their ticket to the quarterfinals of the league's cup this year they will be hosting minnesota on friday tomorrow for the quarterfinals and if they win that they're on to the semifinals um but before that win nashville hosted uh, liga mx powerhouse probably the biggest most historic club in all of north american soccer uh club america they hosted them at Judas Park on Tuesday, and it was just an absolute insane game. It just unpredictable, intense, loud, just wild, wild game. Um, Nashville showed up scoring the first goal in the second half. Uh, Walker Zimmerman with a bullet of a header. I mean, always got to count on that ponytail and that, that forehead of his to <laughs> knock that ball in. Uh, whether if it's on defense or offense, uh, he's everywhere, so... Awesome goal to start off the game. Then Club America came back maybe 20 minutes later to score another a header off of a set piece to equalize. And then in the 90th minute, I mean, you guys probably watched the game, but I want to go through this step by step. Uh, in the 90th minute, Nashville conceded a penalty off of a Lucas McNaughton handball in the penalty uh, in the penalty box. After a long VAR check and discussion, Club America took their shot. They scored the penalty and took a two to one lead in about, I believe it was about 90 minutes plus five of stoppage time. And after that point, the ref said, we're going to add five minutes of stoppage time. And obviously the five minutes that went through doesn't count because that was via VAR check, taking the penalty, the celebration. And even a few fans ran on the field after that goal was scored. So we had five minutes of just nothing happening. So they added a normal five minutes of stoppage time. So this, the game was going to go to most likely the hundredth minute, if not 
just a little bit longer. And it seemed like Nashville was done. Nashville really struggled to really create any offense. Sam Surridge came in in the 63rd minute for Teal Bunbury. Teal, once again, struggling with, you know, having a couple opportunities to score, both in the first and the second half. Uh, Hani Mutar is scoring ability. He's been struggling. I mean, he looked, his finesse was amazing. His footwork was awesome. Um, it's just, they haven't been able to find those moments where they can just capitalize on scoring. They've had a couple moments, but not a whole lot of them. And we saw it again against Club America, even though they were playing heavy defense, they parked the bus. I believe Club America had over 60% of possession because they, they were just playing hard, hard defense, hoping for something to open up uh, as on a transition for Nashville to score. But in the, I believe, the eighth minute of stoppage time, off of an amazing Dax McCarty pass up to Hani, up the left side of the pitch, Hani took it all the way down towards the goal, kicked it, uh, crossed it into the penalty box for an open Sam Surridge, and the new designated player for Nashville SC heads in an absolute stunner to uh, equalize the game at 2-2 with like three minutes left in stoppage time, two minutes left in stoppage time. It was absolutely bonkers. Club America was going nuts before then, thinking this is their, this is the win. They were going to go on to the quarterfinals. They were going to go on to win the whole thing. But no, Hani Mukhtar was not, like I said, he has been struggling to score, but that's, that, that, it didn't stop him from being the best player on the pitch. Um, 2-2 going in. Gary Smith brings in uh, Elliot Panico to, for penalties, again, like he did against uh, Cincinnati uh, last week. Um, and it go, go, goes to penalties. And I, I would recommend every one of you to look up the penalty shootout because it was absolutely insane. I've never seen anything like it, and I don't think many people have seen anything like it. Started off with Club America taking on their first shot. They can they they hit it. Then uh, Hani Mukhtar stepped up to take the first shot for Nashville, and they got blocked. And at this point again, I thought, okay, it's over. But I spoke too soon. Again, Club America came up to take the shot, and who did who blocks it? Elliot Panico, just bringing it level again. And then from there, it was a back and forth, a score, 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 score. And it went on to the, uh, went past five penalty kicks. Then Jack Mayer came up to the ball. Um, he took his shot, took it to the right side of the net, and it got blocked. And at this point, it it was Club America's win. Uh, the, fan, the fans were going insane. Uh, the Club America was going absolute berserk, celebrating on the field. And then this is when things got wild fans just start running onto the field like one by one it wasn't like a stampede or a court rush like you see in college basketball it was like one fan around on the field then two fans and then another fan and then another fan and most of them were kids and just running on the field causing a pause and at this point everyone in the press box most of the fans everyone thought the game was over i think people just start to leave but the players never really left the field because the referees never left the field. There was discussion going on because due to VAR, they looked and saw that club America's goalkeeper did not have a single foot on the line. When Jack Mayer's penalty was taken, as we know it is the rule that you need to have at least one foot on the back line. Once the penalty taker makes contact with the ball, no foot was on that line. 
So they had to retake it. And this was maybe 10 minutes after that goal was blocked initially. Maybe 10 minutes they had to get all these fans off the field. A security guard got hurt, and they had to bring out a uh, couple guys to help carry him off the field. Uh, I mean, the security was arresting people that were keep storming the field. And the referees had to make sure the players were staying on the field and tell them and tell the coaches. And, and then there was some chirping. It, it was just mayhem. But they retook the penalty shot. Jack Mayer scores it this time and levels it. Next penalty, Club America misses it. They hit the top of the crossbar, and it goes out into the stands. And at this point, Nashville is one goal away, one penalty kick away from winning. And Dan Lovitz, who's been unbelievable, was a fantastic all game. Just stepped into that ball, nailed it. Nashville wins. Club America fans start throwing beer and water and cups and everything onto the field. At Nashville SC players, at Club America players, at staff, at the referees. It, it was insane. I've never seen anything like it. I know Club America fans are absolutely insane and they're passionate and a lot of them are awesome and normal. But there's a lot that are maybe not the nicest and not the uh, most rational. And I think we've seen it a lot throughout Club America's history. And we saw it on Tuesday and it was just kind of a wild sight to see that the way they were just pelting everything onto the field. Their fans went on Twitter and social media and were complaining of how Nashville SC were rats and how they rigged the game. They paid off the refs and MLS rigged this tournament to make little old Nashville go through instead of big Club America. It was absolutely insane. And the evidence is clear. The penalty was retaken because his feet weren't on the line. That's the rule. If you don't like the rule, pick another game to watch. And they say, well, why did it take so long for them to review that? Because there were close to 20 people that ran on the field. They had to arrest them and get them off. Security guard got injured. This was a 10-minute ordeal. This wasn't like everyone back into the locker room and then the referee was like, oh, wait, we got to take it again. So everyone come back out. No, that's not how it worked. So these Club America fans are just going absolutely berserk. Liga MX is not happy. It's, uh, it's kind of funny to watch, to be honest, to see people freak out at their glorious big team got knocked out by little old Nashville. And I don't think anyone was really expecting it except for maybe a handful of Nashville fans and maybe a handful of experts. But if you're an expert, you would have picked club America to win. And you know, on paper, they really should have won, but Nashville held on. Their defense was spectacular. Uh, Joe Willis was awesome. Uh, Hani Mukhtar, Sam Surge, Sam Surge, man, uh, was in the game. Came in in the 63rd minute and already has an impact on this team, scoring the equalizer, keeping Nashville SC season alive. Uh, he took a penalty as well. You know, hasn't played in a long time, you know, since the uh, English season ended. Uh, didn't play last week. Came in late here. Took a penalty. And he, I mean, pure English, pure English with the cheekiest penalty uh, take I, I've seen. Um, just a fantastic performance from him. And, to see how well he performed on, you know, little time and not playing in a while was just unbelievable. And it just brings a new jolt of hope to this franchise and to this club to see, okay, we got a we got a pure striker. We got we got a number nine guy. And it was just an unbelievable experience to see um all the fans come out, especially the Club America fans. I mean, it's the biggest club in North America. They got more fans throughout the United States than any MLS club. And that's just a fact, and it's been like that for a while. Um, Twenty, I believe 
just over 24,000 fans came out on a Tuesday night to watch it. I would say probably close to 20,000 of those fans were were uh, Club America fans. But nonetheless, the Nashville supporters group came out pretty strong at times, and it was really an unbelievable experience. Um, the League's Cup has really proven to be kind of a unpredictable, really wacky uh, tournament, and it has been fun. It's been really fun. A lot of penalty shootouts. Nashville had two. Um, throughout the rest of these quarterfinals, these, uh, I should say, round of 16 games, tons of penalty shootouts, unpredictable endings, uh, teams going through that maybe wouldn't go through, and then obviously Messi in Miami with that that storyline going, Messi scoring seven goals in four games, kind of leading Miami from you know obscurity, a team that bottom of MLS right now, to now probably the favorite to win this whole tournament. So it's just been a fantastic I really enjoyed the tournament. It's been wacky. It's been kind of silly. It's been kind of moments. I'm like, that was a poor decision by the the uh, cup to go in this direction or not to go in this direction. You know, dealing with Concacaf refs is a whole different I ordeal than dealing with MLS refs. But I I've really enjoyed this tournament so far. And now tomorrow, Nashville SC has a chance to punch their ticket to the semifinals and not only put them in a opportunities for a, a CONCACAF Champions League spot and a trophy, but also to really carry momentum and get some, you know, juice in them to, to, to turn their MLS season around because, you know, June and July were absolute disasters for Nashville LC. We can't ignore that. The, the, the lack of scoring, the losing games, it just it kind of unacceptable for how good this team is on paper and Hopefully this run can carry them into back into MLS play to end the season strong and maybe try to sneak back into a top four spot to get that home field advantage. Because we've seen when they play at Geodis Park, it does make a difference. It really does make a difference. And during a playoff game, it's going to make a difference. And I wouldn't be surprised. Friday night, quarterfinal of the tournament, Nashville C coming off two wild penalty wins against two teams that are better on paper and really should have been the winner. It's going to be another really fun game, and I think there's going to be a lot of energy in the team, and I think now people are starting to say, oh, I should really start paying attention to this tournament, even though you know a lot of people still don't really know what it is or understand what the difference is between this and MLS play. And uh, it, it's it's going to be a big one. I think um, Sam Surge is probably going to get the start. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more Jacob Schaffelberg. Uh, he's you know obviously been hurt a little bit. He played last game, not a whole lot. We'll probably see more of him. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fafa gets to start again and Jacob will come in late. I wouldn't be surprised if Nashville decides to do the diamond formation again and push a little bit more offensively instead of playing back like they did against Club America. I feel like Minnesota is a team that they definitely can play forward and push and try to score early on. Um, I feel like this is a team in a game, a game where if they do score early, they will be – have a better chance to hold on to that win and, you know, hold on to that lead and secure that win, I should say. Um, yeah, you just really got to kind of tip your hat to, you know, Joe Willis and that defense. Uh, they just, they've been impeccable uh, throughout the season. It You know, any of the lows and the down points, it's been the offense because defense has just been unbelievable. Joe Willis should have been an all-star, but obviously, you know, just issues there, especially with goalkeepers and all this stuff, all that mumbo jumbo. But Joe Willis has been impeccable. He was impeccable, nearly impeccable, I should say, 
against uh, Club America on Tuesday night. Obviously not the great best penalty taker, but thank goodness that this club has Elliot Panico to really help them out in this situation. Now, for the sake of everyone's heart and everyone's heart doctor in Nashville, let's just let's just pray. Hopefully, this game doesn't go into penalties again. Um, because I mean, um, it's just it's so intense, and it's bringing that kind of World Cup, I, uh, you know, that international tournament aspect of the penalty shootouts in these uh, knockout round games, and the intensity and the idea of like you're in or you're out into you know. MLS play. I mean, it's not it's not MLS. It's Leagues Cup, but you know these are MLS teams. These are fans of these MLS teams and American soccer are not familiar with these their teams in these types of situations. So it's bringing this intensity, it's bringing this excitement and unpredictability, and it's uh, it, I think it's really awesome. I know I know a couple people firsthand that are getting into soccer and getting into American soccer because. They've been able to watch Messi because they, they've been able to watch some of these penalty shootouts and how ridiculously wild they are. And I think it's great. And hopefully if this tournament continues on these next, I believe, two weeks, that it can really be a boost in North American soccer. And obviously there's a lot of things I got to work out for next year, especially with some of the Mexican teams being upset and Liga MX, you know, causing a hissy fit. But so far, I think this has been a pretty solid tournament. It's can maybe can, you know, solidify itself as a wacky tournament, but maybe something that fans will actually care about. And that will actually mean something someday because, you know, first year tournament that doesn't really have any history or any, you know, weight to it. Some people just don't care, but I think people are starting to care because of how intense these games are. So, yeah, Friday, Minnesota. Um, I, I think we can expect a big game from Hani. I think um, Jacob's going to be playing his butt off as well. And then there's going to be some, you know, rejuvenation. I mean, this was an intense win for Nashville. Head coach Gary Smith was taking his time walking off the field. All the other players were trying to get off the field as uh, fast as possible as those Club America fans were throwing everything on the field. Gary took his time and was clapping and had his arms up in victory, walking into the tunnel, nearly getting hit by a... Uh, a cup full of beer, a $20 beer, someone just wasting, trying to hit Gary. Um, and he was smirking the entire press conference. He, it, it was just one of those moments, one of those games that it was like super satisfying to win. He was absolutely pumped. The team was pumped, uh, especially with the Sam Surge scoring the goal. And he, he did this kind of like this whole moment of like all this, all these issues these last couple months that were kind of trickled down from the last couple of years. And it just, kind of all accumulated into this one ridiculous, just insane win. So uh, Friday's, I, I don't think Friday's going to be as wild. Uh, and thank goodness, because uh, I'm not sure how much more, you know, people can take of this, but we'll, we'll see. It's going to be a fun one. If they lose, they'll be out of the tournament and they'll have to wait another week and a half to play. When MLS uh, starts up again, they'll be, facing a new England revolution at home on August 20th. But you know, if they win, they keep going. That's, that's the way it is. It's tournament soccer, which is my favorite form of soccer. There's nothing quite better than tournament soccer because everything's on the line. There's no standings anymore. There's no points and goal differential and this and that it's, it's winter go home at this point. And it's the most exciting form, but yeah, I just wanted to hop on and give a quick episode for you guys to kind of talk about, 
you know, Nashville C and IndyCar, and we'll have some more Titans talk and some uh, Vandy football talk in the coming weeks before the season starts. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I had a great time. Uh, I'm this. It's been a awesome to cover Nashville SC these last couple weeks, despite some of the awful games. And please be sure to follow the Sports Credential on social media because we will be there tomorrow covering the game, giving updates, social media videos, post-game press conference, everything. We'll be there. So please be sure to follow the Sports Credential on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please be sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe and follow the Sports Credential podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And when, Just subscribe, and you'll get a new episode into your feed uh, every week. Won't have to go looking for it. Won't have to go searching for it. It'll be right there for you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, I'm Stephen Boero, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week.